invite you to join me in Psalm chapter number 77. Turn in your Westover app. We have the scripture in our notes there. I want to talk about miracles today. And in just a few moments, I'm going to call the worship team back on the platform. And we're going to go into a time of praying for people to receive miracles from the Lord. There are people here in the room. You have a blood disorder. God is the God of miracles. Some are working with uh, issues from insomnia to uh, migraine to uh, diabetes to issues that some of us have emotional scars. Some have been labeled as bipolar. You're in something that's controlling and limiting your life and your potential with God. Can I tell you, He's the God of miracles. Miracles remind us God is still in business. God is still in business. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing that God cannot change. And some of us, we have prayed and asked God to help. A skin condition, uh, a thyroid issue. Perhaps, uh, ladies, some area in the the female area that you've struggled with and it's it's inhibited your life, uh, low iron in your blood or whatever the case may be. But it is controlling your life and has has even impacted your family. Can I tell you, God cares about that. And God wants us to look to Him for the solution. Some of you prayed and the answer didn't come. And you've given up and you think that God will not heal you. God will not come through to you. Let me tell you, there was an issue one time. I was involved in an automobile accident and had a severe neck injury. And I had migraines and pains and went on for about a decade. And I prayed many times, God healed, God changed it. And it didn't. I thought, well, Lord, I just have to live with it. One day in a church service, I went to pray for somebody. And the moment I touched them, God healed me. And I've never had a problem with it since then. Can I tell you, I don't understand why it went on 10 years. But God heals. And you, we need to be reminded that God heals. In Psalm chapter number 77, uh, uh, verse number 14, one verse of Scripture from God's Word I want to deposit in our spirit. It says, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. There are two words in that verse I want to draw to our attention. It's the word miracles. It did not say miracle. It does not say that God does something once. He did it back then. Some of you have been told, you've read on the internet, God does not perform miracles today. That's not in the Bible. That's some uh, quacky theologian trying to talk you out of God's best. He's the God in plural that does miracles. The second word I want you to notice is the word peoples. Did you notice it's in the plural? It doesn't say that God did it one time for one group. of He, God, does miracles. That's in the plural for peoples in the plural. God's in the business, active right now, bringing miracles into people's lives. In the Bible, there are four words for miracles, and they reveal to us the four purposes of miracles we can find in the Bible. The four, four words for miracles in the Bible are signs, wonders, works, and power. Signs, wonders, works, and power. And if it's a sign, it, it, it is a revelation of God. You remember when Jesus was born? Uh, by the Virgin Mary. It was a miracle, his birth. The angels came to the shepherds and said, this is the sign to you 
This is the sign you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That was a revelation of God. The birth of Jesus was a revelation of God. It was a sign. Sometimes a miracle is simply a revelation. It's revealing God. Not only is it a sign, sometimes it's a wonder. A wonder, the purpose of it is a reminder of God's presence. A wonder is a reminder of God's presence. When Jesus fed the 5,000, he multiplied the loaves and the fishes. It was a reminder of God's presence there. It was reminding them Jesus is in their midst. It was one of God's wonders. Then the Bible talks about works. Works are redemptive actions of God. When God does a work, it's a redemptive action of God. God parted the Red Sea for the, for the Hebrew people to walk through when the Egyptians were trying to attack them. They walked through on dry land to the other side. And then when the Egyptians came through, the Bible says God collapsed the Red Sea and drowned them. Why did God do that work? It was redemptive in nature. Sometimes God performs a miracle. Just tell your family, your relatives, God redeems and God saves and God retrieves a marriage. God saves. God pulls out of the jaws of destruction, lives, homes, marriages, and hearts. And sometimes miracles are displaying God's power, the purpose of God's power. It reveals God's authority and God's ability. Power reveals God's authority and God's ability. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, it revealed God's authority over death and God's power over something man could not change. The four purposes of miracles are given to us by the four words used in the Bible. And for the next few moments, I, I, could, I could speak much longer, but I'm intentionally going to reduce this for just a couple stories. I'm going to share with you miracles that I have seen. I've witnessed of what God has done. And then we're going to call you forward for you to believe God for your miracle. I have watched, uh, I watched a lady's leg one night grow about three inches. Just God touched her. I watched in a service one time, God touched a man who was in a wheelchair. He parked in a handicapped spot. And I remember the night he got up out of his wheelchair left his wheelchair church and walked out and never parked in a handicapped spot again by the power of God God does great he's the God that performs miracles it was back in the early 1990s it was one Saturday night my wife Denise she was sick and uh, Sunday morning came and it was time for service and I realized I couldn't go to service that day. I called somebody else to just handle the service and I rushed Denise to the emergency room. The, our daughters were small. We loaded them in the car and went there. I didn't know what was going on. She fainted twice at the house. We got her to the uh, emergency room. They rushed her in and I knew it was serious. I knew it was serious when they rolled into the room where she was at, the paddles that they shocked the heart. I knew it was serious. They told me her blood pressure pressure is falling we began to pray and they began to do tests and etc and work with her and nurses and doctors coming in and they came out and said your wife has lost a lot of blood 
and she's four units low on blood. We have to give her two units of blood right now to raise her blood pressure, to strengthen her in order for her to just to, to stabilize her right now. They gave her two units of blood. Then they called in a team of doctors. This was several days. She was in there almost a week. Doctor came in and said, you are lo- losing blood. You are, you're hemorrhaging somewhere. They're, they're losing blood. One doctor came in and he said, your wife has to have a bleeding ulcer. There is no way to explain the amount of blood loss she has to have a bleeding ulcer and i thought there's no way she could have an ulcer and be married to me i mean that just doesn't even that doesn't even compute they did several tests and several tests and finally two days later the same doctor came in and said your wife had to have had a bleeding ulcer to explain the amount of blood loss but I have scoped I've looked everywhere and it must have corrected itself it is not bleeding the blood loss has stopped I can't explain it your wife is free to go home can I tell you he's the God that performs miracles he's the God that steps in and he does the miraculous it was in the uh, it was in uh, uh, 1988 we were building the then student center it was our first building that we were ever building it was if we just bought the property we started construction on that facility it's a wood frame building with a brick veneer it has wood trusses and it has white pine two by six walls on it it was under construction I would visit the job site every day I'm talking about God doing miracles and doing the miraculous among us. I would come on the job site every day to see the construction. I watched the trusses as they go up. The walls were in. And then I saw them as they began to deck the top of the building to put the shingles on the roof. They were about two-thirds of the way back. They started from the front of the church, which is on the front of Westover Hills Boulevard, and began to work back towards the platform and eventually towards the back wall. The whole building was decked about two-thirds of the way. And uh, the, the, the walls were up. The construction was, it was just white pine. I came to the job site one morning. And here's what the job foreman told me. He said, Pastor, somebody tried to burn your church last night. I said, burn the church? He said, yes, come in here. I walked across the concrete floor, and there were building materials stacked on there. We went all the way back to the back into the building the, where the platform was. And the back wall, the back wall of the church would be equivalent to this wall here. The back wall had caught on fire. There was debris that had been piled up. Somebody piled debris up. That was a white pine uh, building, the, the walls and the trusses. To know how quickly it can go up in flames, matchsticks are made out of white pine that just let you know how quickly it can ignite. And sure enough, the building about eight foot high on the white pine two by six walls in the back had caught fire. I reached down and grabbed the nail that was on the concrete floor and where the two by sixes were charred and had burned, I scratched and I could not get down to the wood. That's how deep, how deep the charcoal burning in that wood was. That wall had caught fire It had ignited, and the building should have burned that night. It was one of those hot Julys. It was dusty and hot. We should have lost the building that night. I don't know what nefarious character tried to burn the church that night, but they should have succeeded. But the only night in July that year it rained, it rained that night. It was the only night in July it rained. Oh, the roof had been decked. 
I'm sure the contractor was wanting to deck the whole thing in, but for some reason, the construction project was not. They only got it about two-thirds decked. And isn't it interesting, the only open area was the area of the back wall where that person tried to burn the building down that night. And they started the building on fire. And God's hand reached out in the gulf. And he grabbed a cloud and he squeezed it over that building. And as I walked in, there were puddles of water all over the concrete. God had extinguished it. What am I saying? He's the God that performs miracles. And he does wonders among his people. I'm going to ask the worship team to join me on the platform right now. And in just a moment, we're going to go into an altar moment. I'm here to stir your faith up. I'm here for you to believe God about the best. Have an uncommon faith. And there is something about praying in a place where there is a there is a collection of faith the faith of, that you have is connected to the faith of others and God is going to do great things among among us in just a moment there was a lady that caught me after first service she was watching via the online uh, service the the live stream when we went into the altar she said I'm not going to miss my moment she got up and got dressed she's going to work she met me right here just a moment ago between service she said, I got to go to work. But when you gave the altar call, I said, I can't miss my moment. And we prayed right there. And she was weeping, saying, I want something from the Lord. Let me share with you just one more story if I can. I think it's some time in the past I've told you this, but it reminds us of God's miracle power. I was at the university hospital one night. One night they brought in a little girl. She was on the porch with grandma and with uh, her family uh, were there, her mom. They were just on their porch minding their business. And a drive-by shooting, a gun was fired, and the bullet hit her right in the forehead. It entered the forehead, and there was an exit wound in the back of her skull. They raced her to the uh, university hospital. I was there at the time. I still remember when they brought her in, the moment the doors kind of made a loud noise that banged open. All of a sudden, there were nurses and doctors that began to just huddle around her. And as they carted her in, they were talking to her and hollering out this and stat that and putting IVs in. As they raced her to the back room, they took a flashlight, one doctor did, and he began to look at her the pupils of her eye to see if there's life, if there's any movement, if there's any chance that she, she would be retrieved as their brain died. They don't know what it is. They had a bullet wound in the middle of her forehead and an exit wound in the back of her skull. They began the process of talking and calling this. They don't know if they're going to have surgery. They don't know if she's going to live for another 30 minutes. I'm there. And they said to me, Pastor, would you take the family into the family room? The family room is not the waiting room. It's the room aside. It's the room that a family is going to get the worst news from. It's in the family room that they're going to get the heartbreaking news. I ushered them in there. More family began to come. And they were saying as they came in, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? And the story would be told. And I remember one lady came in. I don't know if she was, a, she was a, an aunt, a tia. I don't know if she was a grandmother. She came in. She heard the story. She just slumped down in the chair and began to sob uncontrollably. They think they're going to lose their little 11-year-old sweetheart right there. I would step in and I would pray with them. And I would go back in the area where the doctors were working. The team of doctors were working feverishly with the girl, trying to get a little bit of information. 
and come back and communicate with the family. I was back in the emergency room area. There was that place on the wall where they put x-rays, that white light on that piece of plastic. I saw the doctor put the x-ray, and I could see the profile of her x-ray of her skull. And I watched the doctor look and point, and another doctor look and point, and another doctor, and they began to study that and begin to talk back and forth. And they were looking. I could still see in my mind's eye that x-ray on that white piece of plastic as they were examining it and then here in a little bit and I was with them and I heard this with my own ears the doctor with his white lab coat and a stethoscope around his uh, around his neck walked into the family room the family with bated breath anxious wondering what's going to happen and here's what the doctor told them you can take your little sweetheart home she's all right He said there is no entry wound into her skull and that bullet never went through her brain. We have an entry wound in her forehead. I can see and I have stitched up the exit wound on the back of her skull. And here's what the doctor explained, and I heard this with my own ears. He said, evidently, the bullet struck her in the forehead. It must have ricocheted off and traveled under the skin between the skull and the skin, and then it exited here because there is no damage to her skull, and that bullet never entered her brain. Take her home. Your little sweetheart is all right. What am I saying? He's the God of miracles. And he wants to show his power among his people. You can explain that in whatever fashion and language you want to. But my only explanation, there was a God in heaven that stepped in and said, Little girl, God has a future for you and the devil's not going to take it away. He's the God of miracles. The God of miracles. Some of us are needing God to step in. Some of us are needing a touch from God to change a marriage. Some of us are are scarred emotionally. Some of us have been diagnosed with a personality disorder. Some of us have a blood disease. And you think you've got to live with it. And you've got to miss the best part of your life. Can I tell you, I haven't heard from God yet. Give God a chance. The scripture tells me he's the God that performs miracles. And he works wonders among his people. So right now I'm going to ask the audience, balcony and main floor, would you stand with me? And I'm going to ask our prayer team and our deacon and our deaconess if they would move forward and get ready and they're going to get anointing oil and they're going to be in the aisleways up in the balcony. And I'm going to call this entire house right now an altar moment. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Some of you are going to pray for your son. Some of you are going to pray for your daughter. Some of you are going to pray for deliverance. God's going to set some people free from alcoholism. God's going to set some people free from insomnia. God's going to remove migraines. God's going to touch. God's going to do powerful things among us. And here's what I'm going to invite you. Our prayer team is positioned right here at these uh, moments here. We want to anoint you with oil. And as we call you forward right now, they're going to anoint you with oil. Go ahead and keep moving. The moment you're anointed with oil, you step forward all the way to the front of this platform. And we're going to pray. You need a miracle from God? You need a breakthrough from heaven? I want you to come right now. We're going to anoint you with oil and pray in the name of the Lord. Prayer team, be ready to anoint them. Step up with oil, please. Prayer team, up here, up here, right in the aisleway. Anoint them as they come down the aisleways. 
Prayer team, we're not praying for them now. Just let them come in. Just let them come in. Please, prayer team, anoint them and go to the next person. Prayer team, anoint them. Anoint them. Go down the aisles. Anoint them. Go down the aisles. Prayer team, you're not praying for them here. Anoint them and start walking down the aisles. Just anoint one right after the other. Prayer team, anoint them. Please help us. Get, get anointing oil and walk down the aisles. Anoint every person right now before we pray. Anoint every person right now before we pray. Anoint every person. Move down the aisles, prayer, prayer team. Just start moving down the aisles. Here's more anointing oil if I need a prayer team person with anointing oil right here. Go down. Just anoint them. Don't pray for them yet, prayer team. Anoint them. Anoint them. Anoint them. Just anoint them right now, prayer team. Please, Jeremy, distribute that. Walk down the aisles and, and anoint them. We're going to pray in a moment. If you're in the back, they'll get to you. Pastors, prayer team, deacon and deaconess, grab oil and start walking down an aisle and just anoint. Just one right after another. One right after another. Anoint them in the name of the Lord. If you're in the balcony and you want to be anointed, just there's, there's teams out there. Raise your hand. They'll come to you or you can step in the aisle and they're going to anoint you. Move, move down the aisleways. Yes, thank you very much. I so appreciate it, prayer team. Move down the aisleways. Move down the aisleways. Just keep, just move, move down the aisleways. Just, just kind of walk down the aisle. Anoint everyone with oil. Anoint everyone with oil. Anoint everyone with oil. You're at a moment, you're asking God to do something. Here, here is the, here is the, one requirement you have to ask God and when you stepped out and you came forward you asked God and in this room we have the God that performs miracle eating disorders he can heal digestive issues God can take care of broken relationships God can heal addictions God can heal God can grow cartilage in knees and backs where it's been worn off by years and deterioration. God can do that. We're going to ask God to begin to heal right now. Okay, we've, we've, anointed, we've anointed people, balcony and main floor. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask God to heal you right now. And then the worship team is going to step forward and take us into a time of ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to ask everyone in the balcony and the main floor that's in the congregation, not those in the aisles and not those in the altar, I'm going to ask you to begin to pray. I'm going to ask you to begin to intercede if you can pray in the Spirit. It's always appropriate in a Spirit-filled church to pray in the Spirit. Begin to intercede in the Spirit. Just begin to, to speak in tongues over, just to intercede, that intercession of the Spirit. It talks about in Romans chapter number 8, verse number 26, intercession in the Spirit. Would you just begin to do that and pray in the Spirit? Everyone here, I want you right now, I want you to give your label, your problem, your need, your concern, your burden to the Lord. If you've been labeled as bipolar, give Jesus that label right now and ask Him to heal you. Give Jesus your need and ask Him to change. Let's do it right now. In the name of Jesus, every voice, every heart, we're going to look to the Lord right now. God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We're praying for healing. We're believing you, God, to restore physically, God, emotionally, relationally. We ask by the power of God. 
God, let your redemptive actions, let your power, your authority be demonstrated right here in the name of the Lord. Heal God. Drive disease away. Drive insomnia away. God, heal diabetes. God, grow cartilage in backs and knees. God, heal, heal sockets. God, heal, Lord, those who have issues with brain dysfunction and misfiring and communication and emotional issues. God, heal them by the power of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to go down every aisle right now and by the power of God, assign healing, assign deliverance, assign grace, assign God in the name of Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, pray in the Spirit if you can, pray in the Spirit if you can. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Oh God in Jesus' name. Oh God. Oh God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Restore God in Jesus' name. Restore in Jesus' name. Restore in Jesus' name. Restore in Jesus' name. God in Jesus' name. By the power of God. By the power of God. In the name of the Lord. Healing. Restore God. By the power of Jesus. We pray right now. God touch her. Touch her, Lord. Touch her. A miracle, God. A miracle, God. In the name of the Lord. A miracle in the name of the Lord. A miracle in the name of the Lord. Let it be God. Let it be God. In Jesus' name. God, heal the migraines. Heal God in the name of Jesus. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Lord, by the power of the Lord, 
by the power of the Lord, by the power of the Lord. God grant a healing, Lord, free, free in the name of Jesus, 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 free in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By the power of the Lord, by the power of the Lord, by the power of the Lord. Don't give up. Don't give up. Claim what God has for you according to His Word. According to God's Word. According to God's Word. I believe in you. According to God's word. According to God's word. You're the God of me. I believe in you. You're the God of me. You're moving in this place. Come on, we're serving this declare together. The one who does impossible is reaching out to make me whole. Reaching out to make me whole. The one who put death in his place. His life is flowing through my veins. His life is flowing through my veins. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God. The power of God is in this place. Come on, we're sober. Press on. Your miracle is in this place today. Jesus is here. The healer is here in this place. Oh Lord, oh. we declare. We declare miracles in this place today. Come on, let's sing together with every voice. The God who was needs to come. The power of the risen one. Oh, the God who brings the dead to life. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of miracles. Say, the God who was needs to come. You're the God of miracles. 
in this place and where the spirit of the Lord is Jesus when he would walk from village to village miracles would happen miracles would take place because that's the power of Jesus in a, in a room in a place so right now come on let's just believe God let's just believe God that he's in this place oh we believe we believe we believe you're the God of me. Come on, sing it out. Say, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. You're the God over your life, over your circumstance. We believe, oh, we believe, we believe. You're the God of me. We believe, oh, we believe, we believe, you're the God of miracles, oh, you are the God, you're the God of miracles, I believe. Even when I don't see, oh, I have faith, you're the God. 
When sickness is in front of me, all I see and believe, you're the God of miracles. I believe, oh, even when I don't see, I still believe, you're the God of miracles. You Aren't you glad we still serve a miracle-working God? Come on, somebody say amen. We serve an unchangeable God. I love what Malachi says. There's that one verse that just, just is kind of impressed on my heart this morning. Is I, the Lord, your God, do not change. And if one of the attributes of God is that he is a God that performs miracle, miracles, that does not change. He is still the God who can perform miracles in your life today. And we need to stand on that promise today. I'm going to ask you just for one minute just to hold with me as I want to leave this with you as we, we're, we're dismissed. But just for one more minute, when Ethan was just about maybe nine or eight months old, we went to the doctor. They started running some tests and something came up that was abnormal. 
It led to another test and led to another test and they figured out that there was some type of kidney disease that was, gonna, that was, that was inside of his, his kidneys. They didn't know what it was, but it wasn't looking good. Uh, I, I bet you, just for all the parents in the house today, you understand the weight that probably landed on Anna and, and, my, and our, my shoulder in that moment. We just were devastated because we didn't know what that meant. They did another test and it came back the same way. Can I tell you, in those moments, I didn't know what to say, what to do. All I could say is Jesus. In the moment of a, in a desperate moment, in just bombarding heaven, I just kept calling out the name of Jesus over my son. Can I tell you that test, test did it a fourth, a fifth time, the same result. And I just began to pray on and I just began to believe God. Of course, we began to include the body of Christ, and they just began to lift up my son uh, before the Lord. They did that test a sixth time. Can I tell you, everything that came back was completely negative. Everything that I had seen in the five other tests that were evident that there was going to be a disease on that sixth test, it was completely gone. Can I tell you, yes, I thank God for the doctors that he gives us. Oh, but can I tell you, he is our great physician. He is the God that heals. So stand on the promises of God today. He will meet you at the point of your need. Hallelujah, Lord. Is our God, Lord, Lord. Come on, let's sing out of this place. Your voice. Hallelujah. Father, we just love you today, God. And I thank you, God, for meeting so many at the point of their need. Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that whatever they brought to the altar to put into your hands, dear Lord, whether they're standing in the balcony or right here at the altar, whatever they brought to you, Lord, God, may they leave it here and trust in you, dear Lord. That you are the God that healed. You are the God that will take care of whatever miracle was needed. And so, Father, I am going to believe, dear Lord, that as a result of this weekend, God, that there are going to be, there are going to be thousands of testimonies of your goodness and your grace and your healing power. So, Father, we thank you for meeting these needs. And, Lord, we leave here encouraged. We leave here, dear Lord, knowing that we still serve a miracle-working God. We thank you, God, for your presence, and we love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on, give it one more praise clap offering. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you. Go in the love of Jesus today.